We represent you. Outside again, Tupou away, Tedesco pulled it in, this time it's Kiri in support. We feel you by your presence. Via Rooster. I think the number one thing for me would be um, to be able to call myself a rooster. Well, Roosters fans, I think uh, our fearless leader, and he is a fearless leader, said it all. There's no big intros this week, uh, no fanfare, just absolute mass respect and love for a man that handled himself so well, Silky and Bells. And uh, words don't describe what he means to Roosters fans, the calmness, the toughness, the leadership the level-headedness, and to see him stand in that press conference yesterday holding back tears, talk so openly, so compassionately and so lovingly about you know, his team, it just shows you the class of not only the man but the class of our club, and we should be really proud of that. But to say his proudest moment, as you just heard right then, is to be a rooster just sends tingles down your spine. All of us have got our own version of why we're roosters. You know, Bells, I know it's so close to your heart, you know, with your dad and, and, and recently not being with us anymore. And Silky, you know, your old man. Uh, you think about these things, you know, you think about your own family, your own journey, and Boyd Cordner just sums up what it is to be a rooster. Well, Bush, I remember my first introduction to Boyd Cordner was through a, a guy I used to work with by the name of Greg Evans. And Greg Evans was a good friend of Chris Cordner. They played a uh, mascot together in the 70s. And Greg came to work one day and said, there's this young bloke I know, he's going to play for Australia. 15 years old, I think he was at the time. Yep. And he, he lived at uh, Greg's sister's house and Greg's house for a number of years, coming through the ranks. And I remember I met him at East Gardens. And, uh, you know, just a big kid from the bush kind of thing. You can know, not much to him, like, g'day, mate, how are you? But just a tough kid. And I've never forgotten that. And then through our relationships with the club, I remember Bush, we were there when Boyd played his first state of origin in Melbourne. We, we shared it with Chris and Dane, his brother and yeah. old man down in Melbourne. Man, never forget time. that one. Yeah. So there's plenty of great experiences being up on top of the roof when they won the premiership. I mean, we've shared some amazing moments with Boyd Cordner and to see him uh, yesterday at that press conference with players, former players, great to see Mitchell Pearce there, Todd Carney. Other clubs. Other clubs there. Just to see the way that he conducted himself and to see his old man Chris with a tear in his eye, uh, you know, it was, it was really touching. And some really fond words said by Robbo and great to see Nick Politis as well. Uh, saying he's always going to be part of the Roosters family. So uh, congratulations, Boyd, on a great career, and uh, you'll go down as one of our all-time greats. His carries. There's two things I, I love about Boyd Cordner. The access he's given us. Mate, we're a show of the fans, by the fans, for the fans, and all the players are good. But, you know, like everything, they get busy. They've got lots of media. Boyd Cordner has never once Absolutely. knocked back an interview. Yeah. He's always been, how are you? You see him in the street. He's an everyman. I, I just love that. But what I also love? Every time we're in trouble on our own 20, we all saw it, and we call it the Cordner Carry. I think, you know, you know, players like Steve Menzies and Cliff Lines revolutionised the games the way Ford plays. I think Boyd Cordner revolutionised how to get off your own line, and it's called the Cordner Carry. Yes, boys, and 
not only on the field but off the field, as you've just mentioned, he is such a gentleman. It was so emotional yesterday. I had a tear in my eye. Yeah. I, I saw when I woke up in the morning and th- and saw the news and went, oh, this just something that as Rooster fans we didn't need. <laughs> Obviously, three medical retirements in one year is huge. Um, one is huge for any club, but three is huge. But he's done everything in the game. You know, his career is outstanding. And I did read something on social media this morning. It was um, Roosters captain, New South Wales captain, Australian captain, no off-field indiscretions and a leader who leads by example. And I just thought that just summed it up. What a legend. Look, some of the tributes, Sonny Bill Williams, Cam Smith, Brett Morris, that a great tribute on his his Instagram page. Uh, The accolades keep coming, but, you know, they're coming from not only Roosters, players and Roosters fans, but from across across the rugby league landscape. What I've really been impressed with is when um, there's been a picture and, and there's commentary around his retirement, you get a lot of keyboard warriors on, on social media hopping in, and, and but most of the comments, I'll say 99.9% of them have been farewell, Boyd, best of luck. So as a respect for the, for the man that he was and a leader of both our state and our country. Yeah, I mean, Silky, I watched NRL 360, and, and just to show you the mark of Boyd Cordner, Ben Iken, you know, great host, great show. You know, he had Buzz Rothfield, Paul Kent on there as well. And to to hear them talk about Boyd Cordner for as long as they did just goes to show the impact he had on the game, not just on Roosters. And, and I think two things were said that I thought were brilliant that stand out for me. Buzz Rothfield said, I've been covering this game for a long time. And he said, I'm going to tell you something, Boyd Cordner is not a a player that gets all the accolades and everything else, but he's also a player that gets an eight and a half. He's never been a seven. He's a consistent eight and a half. And I loved that. And then Ben Iken popped in and said, mate, even us Northerners, you know, north of the border, have the utmost respect for a player like Boyd Cordner and are sad to see him leave the game. And I think that tells you he transcends other clubs. He transcends, you know, origin arenas. And he's our national captain. He was our national captain, our club captain, our state captain. And he achieved those dizzy heights, not because of, how he was, but because of who he was, and he was a great man. So, Boyd, thank you for everything on behalf of Roosters Radio. Welcome back to Roosters Radio. And last Saturday, well, what a game. Roosters 35, Titans 34. Uh, Bells and I hosted up at Artie's up at East Leagues, and we you know, probably had in excess of 300 people in there, Bells. It's a great And night. it was a seesawing affair up there. But, uh, look, I only want to talk about one player. Mr. 250 himself, Jared Wairera Hargraves. What a game. What an absolute stormer of a game. 80 minutes, 202 metres, top the tackle count, 42 tackles. It was just a performance like no other. And it just amazed me, the fact that he never went off the field and saved three tries, popped a pass that led to a try. There was It was in everything. He did everything. <laughs> he played outstanding. 202 metres off 19 runs. It's just huge. That's huge. And 80 minutes. It's the second week he's played 80 minutes. I tell you what, he's not getting any older this... Well, we, we call him the spiritual leader of the club, right? And I think anyone who's around the club knows that. They're, they're, you know, we've got club captains, but when the chips are down, he'll pull something out. Now, look, it doesn't always come off. If you go back to South when they tried to take Arrow out, like Jarrow was probably spearheading that. Sometimes it kind of gets a bit misdirected. But... He was just so determined. The runs, like there was one of the early hit-ups, someone just bounced off him. And then, you know, he's always looking to offload. Three times I think he stopped a try 
So he was just, he was involved in everything. Mate, when we had to stem the flow, he was there talking to the boys. So there's a couple of other notable performances, but like, let's be fair dinkum here. He was the man of the moment. He needed to step up and he did step up. Teddy was out, so he captained the side. He led them with that victory. I mean, I loved it even in the end. That last set of six we had, he cradled the ball twice in that set of six, just hitting it up nice and softly just to win that game because it was such an important win for us. Talking about other notable performances, I thought Matty Cavallo, that finish. I mean, what a finish to the game, right? Like uh, a couple of minutes to go, Sam Walker comes back on the field, obviously injured his shoulder. We score a try going down the right-hand side and Matty Cavallo's ability to finish, he kind of jumped over the corner post, took it out, landed the ball. It was centimetre perfect. Sam Walker has the kick with uh, only seconds remaining to, to ice the game, misses it. We uh, kick off, they drop the ball and we, we win the game. It was just great theatre and so good to watch with uh, all those Roosters fans. Well, Sam Walker definitely made up for missing that kick, kicking the field goal. What an outstanding finish from him as well. It just shows us that he can actually win a game like that. We haven't seen that yet. So that field goal was awesome. But yeah, Silky up there was, the atmosphere was electric. Obviously, when we got that uh, Ben had, in the, the bin. the rooster chant going. There was, there was plenty of atmosphere there. It was packed. It was awesome. The mood did go down a little when, when we had a man in the bin and everyone went a little bit quiet and was just like everyone was looking at each other going, oh, oh. But no, it came back and they were all cheering and it was just awesome. So tell us, Pearls and Silky. I mean, you're up there. You did a great job. I, I, obviously, away on the weekend, but I heard so much good feedback about retro roosters. You know, young Jules Parry, young Cash Parry, I should say, son of Jules Parry, former Reserve grade and 21s player, saw Salvo, introduced him to his son. Salvo said, how do I know you? I know you from summer. He said, I was in 21s when you were first grade. And he said, this is my son. And you hear things like that about Roosters just coming up there, you know, getting some autographs, uh, slapping some backs of footballers. But how was it at 35-34 when we kicked the field goal? Well, the, the whole joint went up. But before I um, comment, I just got to give a wrap uh, to Lindsay Collins and that butcher who joined us. They got there just after two o'clock and for, the, for 30 minutes nonstop autographs, photos, and, you know, they, they were just up there doing a bit of service to Roosters fans, and the fans absolutely loved it. We then had a bit of a, uh, a chat with both players for a, for a good 15 minutes. So, you know, from 2 o'clock to 2.45. Gave away some prizes, had we, some we, trivia questions. We had the fans. We were entertaining the fans. But I do just want to mention the great work of Lindsay and Nat and just being available for us. So special mention to them. But to the, the theatre that was uh, up there at East, it was just great. You know, as, as Bill's rightfully said, it got really quiet. It got really <laughs> quiet. But then, um, you know, we scored that try. The way that it finished, it's just how you want it to be. Like, and to see Sam Walker, 18 years old, icing it, you know, yeah. with a field goal, that the whole joint erupted. He deserved that. He's played really well. I mean, he's come into first grade and, you know, he's been maligned by opposition defenders and, uh, you know, they're aiming for his shoulders and, you know, they don't let him off. They're just because you're, you know, built slightly, they don't, they don't muck around. And to see him go off, get needled up, come back on and finish the game uh, or finish off, as you say, Bells, you know, he missed that goal, but he comes and kicks that field goal. What a great finish for him. What a great thing for our club. And so he hats off to Paul Grazanka and the team up at East Sonatis because, you know, our fans need to know that that club's been completely renovated for our fans. They're attracting a brand new market. It wants to be the official home ground of the away games. Uh, home and away, Bush. Well, home, home and away. True. Yeah. And, and, and I've got to tell you, if you can't make it to the game, get up to the club because the food's beautiful, the atmosphere's great, 
the beer's flowing, and all reports. What a great afternoon. Well, we're going to do it in four weeks. So Back for round 18, 18. yep, uh, it's going to be more of the same. So we're going to try and get as many of the players from the, the 2000s. So Orbo's job over the next couple of weeks is to get as many players from that era up to the club with injuries and, and the like. No doubt we'll also get a couple of current players. So put it in your diary. It's uh, round 18. I think it's July 17, Bells. Correct me if I'm wrong. But it's our game against the Cowboys, and it's the 5.30 game. So come up, enjoy a beer. You can have a bet, and you can listen to some good uh, chats between ourselves, some retro roosters, and some of our current players. Yes, it's a 5.30 game against the Cowboys, so it'll be an awesome night. And don't forget, it's 49% off drinks after halftime. And after have, full time. After full time, sorry. And they're going to be having live music as well. So make a night of it. Now, guys, uh, a couple of other talking points. Ben Thomas makes his debut, which is uh, you know, a pretty special moment for young Ben. And, uh, you know, I know he's been uh, hanging around uh, Victor quite a bit. And Yeah, well, just on that bush, obviously, Victor was meant to join us up there at East, up at Artie's. And uh, Ben Thomas and Victor live with each other. So Victor made the point of flying up there to be uh, there to cheer him on to see his, his roommate and his good mate uh, make his debut. So I thought that was, uh, you know, something worth mentioning as well. Vic went up to watch him and, uh, you know, Ben only played a handful of minutes, but welcome to uh, the Roosters, another another debutant. Yeah, and I think when you see him come on the field and he seemed pretty steady, Robbo just seems to have that calming effect. You know, we lose great players, as Bell said, medical retirements, and we just keep pulling out young blokes who are indoctrinated in the Roosters system, you know, and, the other thing I thought was nice to see was uh, Angus make a return and, uh, you know, get over the line. Well, it was surely a great day to be a Rooster Boys at One Point Victory on Saturday afternoon. You're on Roosters Radio, Silky, Bells and Bush. Well, Roosters fans, you talk about leadership and Silky and Bells. We spoke earlier in the show about, you know, Boyd and you know, the impact he's had on this club and, and being one of our favourites and just the class he handled himself well. On Roosters Radio tonight, we're uh, looking back on Boyd's career and we're talking to some of our other favourite Roosters and uh, there's none other than their one and only mountain cat, Anthony Minicello. As they always say, mate, when in doubt, bring out the cat. And he's here on Roosters Radio to talk to us, not only just about the game, but about you know the impact Boyd had on him as a player and, and Boyd was his successor as a captain. So, many welcome to Roosters Radio. The boys, it's good to be back on. How are we? Mate, very, very well. Uh, Silky Bells and I are really looking forward to uh, a bit of a chat, mate, about all things rugby league and all things Boyd Cordner. Yeah, mate, he's just been just a tower of strength for the Roosters. Um, I was there yesterday morning uh, at his announcement. We were in the meeting room. We all said a few words about Boyd and, you know, he brought, he brought the tears in some of it and what he was saying. And his dad spoke amazing and, and Nick got up and spoke as well and, I always loved the, the the first time I sort of met Boyd. He was I've become the Roosters as a sixteen year old kid, and he was in the weights room, and we're doing some weights. And I look over, and there's just this guy with a beard, got a Roosters singlet on. His back was huge, and he's he's on the cable pull. He's sitting down doing a, a row, and he's got the full back on, and he's just punching out just like you know, eight ten reps with ease. And I'm, we're looking over him. Who the hell is this bloke? And the physio goes, mate, that's Boyd coordinate, 16 years of age. And I was like, what? <laughs> mate, I can't wait to watch him play. And that was like my first sort of time getting to meet Boyd. And then, you know, obviously from that, we've had wonderful memories together and lifelong memories, you know, Premiership is 13 together. And, mate, he's just been unbelievable. 
But he's silky here, mate. I think what I'll always remember about Boyd is those tough carries coming out of our own end. Uh, he put his body on the line every time he ran the football. The player himself, mate, he, he led by his actions and not by his words. What was he like to play with? Man, I said it the other day when I was thinking about Boyd. And, mate, I've never played with a player that had so much conviction in his actions, even in his words. They, you know, sometimes they were just short, but they were just, the conviction in them will just make you stand up and listen. So he brought players along with him, just the way he played, the way he trained, the way he spoke, and he made players around him better players, without doubt. And, you know, he, he went on to Captain Australia and New South Wales and obviously the rules of the course uh, and, and premierships, and, you know, he's, he's done it all. But, you know, he's a player that just had that much conviction in, in the way he went about his business. And, you know, people, that, that's, that's leadership. That's leadership problem. We had the opportunity to speak to him about a couple of weeks ago. And it sounded talking to him that he was he was ready to play. He, he'd been putting in the work. We heard at the press conference yesterday that it was it was more of his head wasn't in it. His heart, he wanted to go, but he, it was his head that was pulling him away. The question I want to ask is, as a footballer, I Minnie, mean, do you know when your time is up? Hundred percent, you do. I, I had a chat with him the, the night before the press conference, and you know, I said, "No one." When I tried to in is obviously different circumstances, but it was my head as well. It was mentally like uh, it was getting draining on me. Like physically, I could have went again. And, that, and Boyd said the same thing. Physically, he's got his body ready, but mentally, when you have there's a slight doubt or slight, oh, you know, do we have to do this or whatever it is, you just can't play at a top level if you have those sort of doubts in your mind anymore. Because the game is so tough and so fast, as you mentioned. It's, um, it's a, it takes a tough person to actually listen to that and actually and put it into action. Most people don't do that. They, they play on and their form drops and they let the team down, let their teammates down, let themselves down. But he, he's made the hard call. And, you know, look, I think it's the right call. He's got his whole life ahead of him. Gemma and his family are looking forward to moving on and starting a new chapter. Minnie, you were obviously an outstanding captain for us Roosters and you had the privilege of passing that captaincy onto Boyd. Is he the best captain you've ever seen? He's right up there. There's no doubt about it. I think, you know, he, like, as I mentioned, that 16-year-old kid, he, he, sort of, he sort of did his own thing as well, but even back when he was 16, 17. And, and that like, makes people go, oh, shit, he's not a follower. He doesn't follow what the group does. That's leadership followers there, you know. So he's always believed in something. He would voice it or he would put it into action, uh, no matter what other people thought. He's a really good captain. He's right up there with the best. Many, we've lost a few big names this season. I mean, we add Boyd to the list. There's obviously a change in the guard up there at Rooster Town. Who's coming through? Who's going to fill? These voids that are left by great players like Jake Friend, like Brett Morris, like Boyd Cordner. Who has to step up now, mate? Yeah, three medical retirements in a year. It's big, isn't it? Like, no one would have thought that at the start of the year. I've always said that senior players count for a lot in the squad, just the calm and nerves of the younger players. But I, I must admit, the young group that we have at the moment are just outstanding. Got level heads, uh, really good guys off the field, but work hard on the field. And you've seen with Sam Walker and, and, and Tuwali having some games now and Marshkey and all these other kids that are just coming through and just 
performing. And, you know, we're still fighting for a good, good position on the ladder, and we will do until the end of the year, and we'll, we'll have a, a red-hot crack. It's uh, just down to the good coaching that we have and the leadership from the top down. But, yeah, look, there's, apparently there's some really good young kids coming through. It's a shame because you don't get to see the young kids as much as you did back five, six, seven years ago when they played before you. Uh, but I'm, I'm hearing there's some really good forwards coming through and there's a really good Fiji winger who's starting to play some really good football in the lower grades for us. So I'm sure we'll unearth some, some more youngsters as we move on. But, um, you know, experience, uh, you know, we've got guys there that have played a lot of games now. Jared and Teddy's been a player and Gussie now. He can step up as well. And Isaac, who's been there for a long time too. So these guys have to feel into that void as well. Mate, we started today's show singing the praises of Jared Wira Hargraves in his 250th, mate, 80 minutes, some big numbers, top the tackle count. You know, he, he's just, he's been the rock that we've needed through through a few of these tough calls that we've had this season. Just your thoughts on Jared in the season thus far. Mate, yeah, he's made last week's performance, really. The way the NRL has gone with the speed of the game and the new rules, to play 80 minutes at the front row and a front row that, you know, what is he? I won't say 120. I think he's a bit trimmer than that now. But yeah. um, the guys, the other front rows there, they're much more mobile, but he's just impressive. He, he's, <laughs> he was unbelievable. Like, to play 80 minutes in this day and age was a huge knock. And guys followed him. And that's why we got home the other week by point. Well, let's hope he has another cracking game this Friday night, Mini. We are up against the Penrith Panthers. They've got some of their... Top players back in the side as well. It's going to be a tough one out there. What are your thoughts about Friday night? Yeah, it, it will be tough because they've, they're coming off the back of two losses. So they don't want to go into... Uh, obviously, I employed their boys going to Origin Camp again. They don't want to go in three three losses uh, down. So it will be a big game. I'm sure that uh, they'll have a good game plan ready for the Panthers and... It's going to be interesting because, you know, we've got nothing to lose. We've got young kids out there. Let's just have a crack and see what happens. Well, Minza, we can't thank you enough, mate. As a, as a great leader of our club, you're giving the fans so much joy. And um, you've got another man there to sit next to you in the stands and marvel at what these young leaders can do. And hopefully they get to the dizzy heights that both you and Boyd Cordner did. And uh, mass respect in Roosters Radio, both for you and Boyd. Thanks so much for being a great friend of the show and coming on and uh, obviously passing the leadership on now. From board to our young roosters, long live Nick Politis. That's it. Anytime, boys and Bell, it's all good. Thanks, Minnie. Cheers. See you, Mountain Cat. Welcome back to Roosters Radio. Friday night against the Panthers. Going to be a tough game out there at Blue Bet Stadium out at Penrith. All the top players are back in from Origin. They've had a week's rest. And the Penrith Panthers are coming off two losses. So they are going to be hyped for a big game. Yeah, Bells. If you're going to talk about a blockbuster game of the year. I think this is a game for our Roosters, though, to really show where we're at. And you look at Ivan Cleary's decision to rest his players, which I think was a great one. I'm just wondering, because Melbourne was so close, I'm just wondering if he thinks, right, we can win every game from here on and secure number one, 
Or is he thinking secure number one and two spot? Like, I love the theatre of what he's thinking. I don't know what he's thinking. But, you know, resting those players at this crucial time, does he care? Does he think, I've got a bigger a bigger prize I'm chasing. I know how to win a premiership. Like, is that the move that he's pulled by resting them again? I don't know. There's so much talking point. I was talking to a couple of Roosters fans today about it. You know, they said, oh, if he played his young bloke, Cleary, Nathan Cleary with the eye, what if he opened it back up? He'd be gone. There's all sorts of comments flying around. So it's super exciting to see Penrith at full strength. I think they were obviously undermanned, when, you know, with, and it just shows you the quality of those three players, you know, To'o, um, Luai, and Cleary. And it's going to be a real challenge for the likes of Sam Walker, for the likes of Lockie Lamb. And, uh, you know, Matty Ekevalo, if he's uh, To'o, is a terrific player, only seen in Origin. So mouthwatering clash. Bells are some big talking points, though. There is, definitely. And I find it interesting what Minnie said earlier that our boys have got nothing to prove. They're going to go, we've got a young yeah. side this weekend, a very young bench, only a handful of first grade games between them. So big talking points, JWH versus Fisher Harris. That is going to be outstanding. That's going to be my favourite to watch on Friday night. Two Kiwis just battling it out together. And he's a great player, Fisher Harris. I mean, he's, he's no JWH yet. But he's on his way in the way he plays the game and, you know, let him out last couple of weeks so he would have benefited from that. Um, you know, Walker versus Cleary, it's almost like a master versus an apprentice. You know, Cleary's game's gone to a new level. He was so good in origin. We all know he's a great player, so mass respect to him, you know, and the way he leads the Panthers around. I think Walker will learn a fair bit out of this game. And, hey, listen, let's just hope he has an amazing one of his little touches with those long passes and everything else. And our centers. Well, All four of them, like it's going to be a great matchup. Manu and Morris v Crichton and Burton. It's origin quality, isn't it? Definitely. No, that's going to be awesome to see them in play. But it is going to be a hard game. Kickhouse not playing for them. He's out with a hamstring. True. Uh, we do get Teddy back, which is awesome. So our mighty captain's coming back in. And we've also got Verrill's coming back in, Bush, which is very interesting with uh, Marshke out for a couple of weeks on yeah. suspension. So Verrill's coming back from that I socket injury I believe it is and uh, that's going to be great I hope he has a fantastic game well he's a specialist dummy half Ferrells and he's so quick around the ruck and 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 so are Penrith you know they're dummy half so it's going to be really really interesting to see um, what coach Robertson does and young Billy Smith's available Bells he's finally back from that shoulder reconstruction he'll be itching champing at the bit we interviewed him ourselves up at Roosters uh, HQ at uh, the captain's club Um, but our most recent home game and I got to tell you he is ready to rock he's a big unit and uh, what a great choice he'd be well, you can make a night of it as well out there on Friday night, Craig. Uh, the Jersey Flags playing, I think, about 5.30 in the afternoon. So yep. back to the old two games of football, which is awesome. And it's also beanies for brain cancer, this round of NRL. So make sure you purchase a beanie just to get behind that great cause. Yeah, amazing cause. Uh, Mark Hughes Foundation, I think all junior league clubs, and there'll be plenty of beanies at the ground and you'll see them just start flooding out there, especially at Penrith. If you're going to wear a beanie, it's a great place to wear one. Uh, Bells, big clash. What are your thoughts on the score? Oh, look, we're all thinking, you know, it's going to be a really tough game. I think the boys are really going to show that courage that they've showed in these past few weeks. They're going to get up. They're going to get up by four points. I'm picking 20 to 16. I'm going to go a bit tighter than that, Bells. 19-18. Cleary doesn't miss him. And uh, we're going to get home with another field goal off the back of Sammy Walker going to be a blockbuster out there in the mountains so make sure you get down there to watch and also to cheer on Satili for his 50th first grade game with the Roosters. Big milestone Bells, big milestone congratulations to Satili and his family but that's all we've got time for this week on Roosters Radio. We want to thank the one and only Anthony Minicello. We want to congratulate our fearless leader, a man has held up every trophy in our club 
a man who has led us so well and a man who we absolutely love and respect, Boyd Cordner. This show is dedicated to you. As we say on Roosters Radio, East to win. win.